Get to Old Navy Saturday and Sunday just in time for back to school. Girls and boys polos are three bucks in stores only. Plus, Saturday only jeans are ten bucks for adults, seven bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid eight ten to eight eleven. Limit five polos. Select styles only. This meeting is being recorded. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Power of Attorney. I am your host, LaTanya Moore, and today I have with me Valerie J. Lewis Coleman. Ms. Coleman serves professional speakers and experts to magnify and monetize their message by publishing quality books. She co-founded Dayton Book Expo, the region's premier book event. Since its inception in 2010, the Expo has hosted over six hundred authors, and thousands of book lovers. As a best-selling author and award-winning publisher herself, Valerie has helped thousands of aspiring authors navigate the mysterious labyrinth of self-publishing. With over 15 years of experience in the book business, this expert divulges industry secrets on avoiding the top five mistakes made by new authors pricing your book to sell, and identifying dishonest publishers. Her dynamic presentation and knowledge of the business saves thousands of dollars, hours of research, and tons of frustration by making publishing quick, easy, and affordable. You can find out more about Valerie at www.penofthewriter.com. Welcome, 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 Valerie. Welcome so much. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me, Latanya. I appreciate the opportunity. This is awesome. I, I love all the things that you're doing because one of the things uh, that's always, I don't know, an Achilles heel for most of us is really understanding certain things. Like, you know, there's a lot of stuff out about, oh, you should have a book. Okay. So then what does it need to say? How, how does it need to look? Um, how do I get it out there? How do I know I'm not being ripped off? And mm. so on and so on and so on and so on. I know for me, I get lots of people that come with a lot of the pain points that you've mentioned uh, and, and that you service and you assist authors with. So I want to start, though, with you. You talk about the five mistakes made by new authors. And I know that we can't go over all five today because we have lots of things that we're going to talk about in our time together. Of those five, what would you say would be maybe top of the list that you see more often than not? There are two that often top the list, but I will give you the one that I think is the most prevalent for new authors, and that is not investing in a professional editor. I connect with authors and aspiring writers who, because of the investment required for effective editing, they want to pass that off to Pookie and Ray Ray and them for their feedback, and it's not effective. It's not, it doesn't represent you well, um, although they may be avid readers, if they are not editors in the industry, and specifically edit in the genre within your writing, it's gonna do you a disservice, and ultimately, it will affect your readership. So I would say editing, for me, the top mistake that most new writers make is not investing in professional editing, and with that, not understanding, understanding that there are five levels to editing. So if they do pay a professional, they may skip the other ones. So, okay, the five levels to, to editing. Talk mm -hmm. with us a little bit about what that is because they need to know when they go and talk to, because it's a lot of people, I know we're going to get to this a little bit later, but 
there's a lot of people that's holding themselves out to be an editor, mm. right? And, and they're not. So right. what are those five levels so that they, when they're interviewing people, they can ask those questions? Right. Well, the first, the first two levels are things that the author can do him or herself at little to no expense. So the first one is self-edit. But as you know, you only know what you know. So if you don't know the rules, if you don't know the mechanics and far beyond grammar and punctuation, if you don't understand how to flesh out your story, how to make your characters believable, how to engage the audience, how to engage their senses, then you, you can't really be effective. But the first level of edit is what I refer to as self-editing. A lot of people do this as they're writing, and I encourage your listening audience, Latanya, to not edit as they write, just write. Editing is a left brain function. Writing is a right brain function. And if you try to do both simultaneously, you'll run into hurdles. So focus only on the writing. Self-edit is the first. The second is team edit. Because my company is Pen of the Writer, the word power, as in you power of attorney, power is in the letters of Pen of the Writer. I encourage my clients to get a power team. A power team is a list of people, not friends and family, not the amen corner, but people who are a student business, possibly a marketing professional, and maybe two or three readers specific to the type of book you're writing. So if you're writing to children, then you want to maybe involve some uh, teachers or parents of small children who can give you feedback. The purpose of the power team is to do a read aloud and bring the group together collectively as, as possible. If not, do it virtually and read the book together out loud. Because what you'll find is when you read it out loud, your brain sees one thing when you read to yourself. However, words may be missing. Punctuation may not be there. As you read, you may pause, but there's no comma there. So that helps you then to flesh out the story, especially if you do it in person, face to face, and you have a fiction that you're writing and you get to talking about characters. As the people are reading, as they get involved in your story, you'll notice them do subtle things as they're reading the character's lines. Those may be clues as to things that you can have your characters doing in what's called indirect dialogue because they're getting into the flow of what your character is, is, is about and you want to incorporate that into your manuscript. So your power team provides a lot of other help when it comes to the book, but when it comes to editing, they will be a sounding board, your first beta group, if you will, to help you um, test out some of the content that you have, make sure your story is believable. Then you get to the three paid levels of editing and here's where people want to back off the first level is a content editor also referred to as maybe a developmental editor or a writing coach this person is going to invest the most time energy and effort into your manuscript they may move stuff around they may take blocks of information out they will tell you add this here put this over there this character is flat make this more believable what do you mean here and then they will help you really flesh out the story. So the developmental or content editor is your first level of paid edit. They are the most expensive because they are the most involved. And if you get with someone who is um, like-minded with, with your storyline, then it'll help flesh out your story. For example, I had a young lady approach me about editing her manuscript. And uh, I, I don't, I'm, I'm a Christian, so I don't do the erotica and all the violent stuff. I just don't do that when I go to read. I don't do it when I go to publish clients' books. And so when she gave me this manuscript, knowing that that was my preference, she sent it to me with all this stuff in it anyway. I'm like, you know, I don't, I don't edit the genre. Well, I just thought, well, first of all, you can't slip it past me because I got to read it. Secondly, I'm not going to give you effectively what you need because if you want all this juices flowing and all this other stuff in your book, I'm cutting all that out because that's not the type of readers I attract. So I'm going to cut it out. So I'm not going to serve you. 
So you want to make sure that you're dealing with the right type of editor. Then there's the copy editor. The copy editor is going to check the facts, check that you are using the right form of a word. She climbed up the stairs, S-T-A-R-E-S. -E Your brain sees stairs and reads it as S-T-A-I-R-S, but it won't be correct. So they will check facts. If you're using scripture, they'll make sure you got the right scripture in there. If you're, I had one client was talking about her, her um, character was driving down the street in a Lincoln Navigate, Lincoln Escalade. And I said, uh, okay, I know this is fiction, but Lincoln doesn't make the Escalade. So they will check those kind of facts for you. And then the last level of paid edit, which should be the last level of edit, period, is your proofreader. And the proofreader is looking more for the, the little nuances and the small, tiny things in your book that most people would miss, but they can help affect the quality of your read. So in my novel, The Forbidden Secrets of the Goodie Box, I had went through the self-edit, the team edit, I had a developmental editor, you know, I went through all those steps. And it wasn't until I got to the proofreader that she identified a couple things that were blaring now that I know them. But one, I have talked about uh, makeup, putting on makeup, Mac makeup. And I'm also a math instructor. So when I think of makeup, I think of makeup exam, which is a hyphenated word, make hyphen up. So in the book, I wrote makeup for your face as the hyphenated makeup exam. So even though that word was spelled correctly, it was the wrong usage of that word. So she said, you got to take the hyphen out when you talk about makeup. I didn't know that. So I took, removed the hyphen. The other thing that she caught for me was the fact that my, one of my character's names, which was Brian, near the end of the book, I changed his name to Brian. The Microsoft Word didn't catch it because it is the correct spelling. It was capitalized. It's a real word. And none of the other readers caught it because they weren't looking for that level of detail. And as you probably know, your brain, as long as the first letter and the last letter is in its correct place and all the other letters in the middle are jumbled up, your brain can process what that word is. So even though I read it and reread it multiple times, I still saw it as Brian because I knew it was supposed to be Brian. So those are the five levels of edit. Self-edit, team edit, content edit copy edit, and then proofreading in that order. And what a lot of new authors do is they fail to do the last four, the team, the content, the copy, and the They want to get, you know, I edited myself or my cousin read it or even your, my English teacher read it. It's just not enough. If you want to be taken seriously in the industry, you have to invest in yourself. You invested in your degree. You invested in the JD. You invested in the bar exam. So you're, you have proven yourself as qualified to be an attorney, whereas people have to do the same thing when it comes to their books. Absolutely. And I am. And for the record, audience, I am still investing in this uh, in this law degree. <laughs> <laughs> it's but an ongoing thing, right? It is an ongoing thing. You are absolutely right. And, and one of the things I, I love so much about that is people do not that they they don't understand the value of investing in themselves because the thing is you know sometimes we're arrogant mm -hmm. you say, well, why do i need somebody else to read my book i know but it's the things that you said right because when other people read it they are going to make assessments about you absolutely they're going to make assessment assessments about you and guess what that one hyphen will make a difference in the marketplace Mm -hmm. about the quality of the services and the products that you have. So great, fabulous, excellent advice. You also do, um, in addition to that, I know that, that you do publishing, but one of the things that you do is when you work with your clients, you help them or people in general, you help them identify dishonest like publishers, yes. right? 
tell us um, some red flags that some of these new authors, um, and they may not be new authors, but now they're, now they're moving into, you know, they're moving beyond create space, which right. there's nothing wrong with create space, but they're moving beyond create space. And they are working with a, a different publisher. Right. What are some red flags that they need to look for uh, in a publisher? Well, first, let's clarify the different types of publishers. There's traditional publishers, the pie in the sky people who pay you to publish their book. They get it out there. They, you know, they have the distribution. There's independent press, which is on a smaller scale of traditional publishers. They may or may not pay you up front, but they pay advances or they pay royalties. And then they will, you know, do the distribution, absorb all the costs of your book. Then you get into book producers. Book producers are those companies that charge you a fee to publish your book. And within book producers, that's where a lot of people, self-published authors are getting burned because there are vanity presses inside the book producers. There are print on demands. There are subsidy presses. And a lot of those are, they are publishers, but they are not doing publishing type work. What do I mean by that? They overcharge, under deliver. So I've worked with clients who, one client spent $15,000 with this particular publishing company. She got 100 copies of her book. What? Nothing. Right? I teach math. I was like, wait, <laughs> that's $150 a book? Right. Who are you going to sell it to? Wow. You, you know, even, even if your mom, your mom and dad will probably be the ones to buy it at $150, but they expect you to give them a copy because they're mom and dad. So who are you going to invest in? Who is going to invest in you rather to buy 150 pay for $150 for your book? Or if you sell it at the retail price where it should be, you're at a loss. You're going to lose tens of thousands, literally. Because if you sell the book for $15, the most you're going to make back is $1,500. So now you've lost tens of thousands of dollars on a book project. So one of the things I caution my clients about when they're looking for publishers is if you go to some of these companies' websites, they have no information on their website until you give up your email. To me, that's a red flag. If I can't get any information about the quality of service you provide, the people you've already provided service for, the cost of your service, what your packages detail without giving you my email, that's a red flag because now it means they're going to start bombarding you with information to try to get you to come on board, but you didn't even give me anything. Another red flag that I tell my authors to caution themselves against is look at the price of their packages. Oftentimes, these packages are so exorbitant in fees and you get very little as far as book counts back for them that you have to do the math. If they're charging you $10,000 and you're getting ooh, 100 copies of your book, do the math. At $100 a book, you can't make any money back. Also, there are websites that you can go on to to research a lot of these publishing companies. One is called Pred-Ed for Predators editors.com you can go on there and put information in about different webs or different publishers and find out what it is that they are good or bad at and what are the type of things right now with google there's no really no reason to get involved with a company that's that's not legit check the better business bureau google the companies you'll find some of these companies have thousands of litigations in process because they have tricked, deceived, manipulated, hoodwinked, bamboozled these authors out of thousands of dollars. And then some of these companies fold and the authors have nothing to prove for it. Or when the author realizes that, that they had gotten into a bad contract and they want to cancel the contract, they send them through loops. They charge them thousands of dollars to try to cancel. They refuse to give them back their files. And it's just a mess. The other thing that I would recommend they do is contact me because I have a service where I will go in and assess a company that you're considering. 
And I will go in and do the legwork and do the digging and find out about them and say, yeah, you know, this one is not good because, or this one is good, but be careful of. So it really, it, it's easy now with Google to, to get a lot of information. But then again, with Google, you can become overwhelmed. So just do your research, go on social media and ask people, did you ever use such and such a publisher? What was your experience? Now we'll caution you with that because people will say, oh, I had a great experience, but they don't know what they don't know. They got burned and didn't know they got burned. Right. Absolutely. Sometimes they got taken advantage of and they didn't know it. They I got my book. I got my book. And, yeah, so. and the other thing is some things you just don't need to do yourself. Can I just put that out there? Like Please there do. are some things that you really, when, when you're talking about doing your own investigation, you still want to do that. One of the things that I do just very quickly is when I work with people, I make sure that they have my, uh, my bar number. I'm above board. I tell mm -hmm. them, Hey, this is what it is. Go and check. To this day, I've had no one check because I asked them, did you get an opportunity right, to right. go and check? Is open? Oh, no, no, no. You know, and so some people won't do that until they get burned. Right. I always caution people to do those things up front. Just because someone has something against them doesn't mean they aren't legit. It could mean that someone was not happy, but you just want to be armed with that information. So that's really great advice. Absolutely. So, there are a couple of more things that I want to hit in our time together. Okay. One is uh, you also uh, have like three strategies to publish bestsellers and an audience. We don't have time to get to all of them today. I'm, I'm encouraging all of you guys to make sure that you go to Valerie's website, which is pinofthewriter.com, and you can get with her to get more information uh, and set up a time. But Tell us about uh, one of those strategies um, or however you want to do it. If you want to mm -hmm. mention all three, but I do want us to talk in detail about at least just one so that mm -hmm. our audience gets an idea of some great strategies that they can use if they already have a book or they're thinking about writing a book that they want to be a bestseller. Right. Well, one of the best ways to be a bestseller is to be on Amazon. And when I'm working with a lot of clients, I find that their books are not on Amazon. Now, with the advent of technology, it's a lot easy, easier to be positioned on Amazon, but some people just don't know, or they don't see the value in it. I don't need to be on Amazon. I can do it myself. And not to say that you have to even sell any books on Amazon, but what happens is when people are searching for you and, you know, they've seen, met you at this event or they heard you talk or they saw you on social media, one of the first places they're going to go to validate you is Amazon. Is your book on Amazon? Can I search inside and check you out from the inside of your book? What type of reviews? What are people saying? What are the third party credibility type of endorsements or slander that people are saying about you about the quality of your book? So people will go to Amazon and research you to find out more about you and your book. So what I find is quite a few authors are not on Amazon, either because they don't know how to get on Amazon, they don't feel they need to be on Amazon. And like I'm right now, I'm working with a client with a children's book. So I'm showing her how to be on Amazon because her book is, there are companies, I only really recommend one, that does automatic fulfillment. So all you have to do is get your book on their service. And you have mentioned CreateSpace. CreateSpace is one of those, well, CreateSpace is closing or has closed. And now they refer to Kindle KDP to get your book on Amazon from that perspective. But there are other, there's a more viable option, which gets you in a wider net. It, connects you with distributors, it gets you on other websites, Barnes and Nobles, and thousands and thousands of other online retailers. So I really recommend being on Amazon 
But when you get on there, make sure you get on there in such a way that your book is automatically fulfilled. What do I mean by that? That means somebody can go on Amazon and buy your book and you're not having to run to the post office, package your book up, run to the post office and ship the book to Amazon because Amazon has several different packages. You are, they are doing it all automatically. They connect with the printer, the printer prints your book, sends the book to Amazon, Amazon gives it to the client, and now they later on pay, pay you the, the difference between the print costs and the discount. So you get that money automatically in your bank. It's a way to get you in a residual income type format to leverage your credibility and establish you as an author, a legitimate author in most people's eyes. So I would definitely say if you want to be considered as a bestseller, you need to be on Amazon. Then, of course, Amazon has best-selling opportunities. And most of my clients have been bestsellers either on Amazon or from various other organizations. But a lot of them have been Amazon bestsellers because of the strategies that we implemented. So awesome. you got to be on Amazon. Awesome, awesome. Great, great, great advice. And so in the time that we have left, I want to talk about the Dayton book expo now is this dayton ohio yes dayton ohio okay great my mom was born in dayton ohio so oh, okay like, yes okay <laughs> so let's talk about um uh guys so valerie is the uh co-founder of the dayton book expo um it is one of the premier book events in the region so we're going to talk a little bit more in the time that we have left about the Dayton Book Expo. Uh, there is a website, uh, Dayton Book, isn't it? DaytonBookExpo.com. Yep. You guys can go directly to and find out. Remember, her website is PenOfTheWriter.com, but you can go to the DaytonBookExpo.com and find out more about the expo and how you can get involved. But Valerie, tell me what was the what was the push that made you want to do a book expo? Because they are a lot of work. Do you, do you, you know? Yes. My clients know. Woo. Yes, <laughs> they are a lot of work. So my initial push for the expo came in in 2007. I used to go into the prisons and teach inmates about the book business. So when they came out, they had legitimate, you know, service to offer to provide clients to keep them out of trouble. And several of them have now gone on to launch publishing companies and publish books of their own. And then I was also teaching high school students. The, the business of writing. And what happened was once I finished the program with the students, my passionate pens is how I've referred to them. One of them decided she wanted to take the project that she put in one of the books, the anthology I published with the inmates and the high school students, that she wanted to write a novel. And so what I wanted to do is encouraging her with that novel is to host a citywide book release party for her. And that would have been in 2008. Well, she didn't finish the book. Um, 2019, she still hasn't finished the book. That's okay. But it, it put, birthed in me this passion, this desire to want to hold a citywide event. I've traveled the country going to other book events. Some were awesome, some were awful. And I wanted to do something similar in my hometown. And so once I realized the breadth of what it was going to take to do that, I invited two other author friends to collaborate with me to launch this. And in 2010, the Dayton Book Expo was birthed. Since that time, we've served over 600 authors, thousands of book lovers. But my focus with the expo was to make sure that I serve all the stakeholders. So the authors are well served, the speakers are well served, the sponsors are well served, the volunteers are well served. Because oftentimes what I have found, and even our advertisers, is when people put 
groups or events together, they only focus on one group. Oh, and also our book lovers are well served. They only focus on one entity or two entities of the people involved. I wanted to make sure that everybody was well taken care of and provided for. So for the book lovers, we provide everything is free. They can have free classes on writing, publishing, and marketing. They attend the book fair where they can meet the authors. There's no cost to them for that. We have an activity for kids in the kids zone so they can participate in that. And then for the authors themselves, I do four or five press releases, which go out to over 20,000 people. Each one owes to 20,000 people. Then they have the opportunity to be bestsellers in their genre. So I offer a bestseller category where they get crystal plaque, book medallions, promotion. So that exposure for them. With the press releases, the authors have landed, some of the authors have landed interviews on TV, radio, newspaper, magazine. You know, so it just kind of, it has this, Multiplicative effect. I, I love to teach. And so for me, it wasn't just about bringing them in, selling books and go home. I wanted to make this an experience. The authors also have an opportunity to attend a boot camp in March, which is incorporated with their registration fee. And with that boot camp, I teach them values about how to better market your book, specifically for the expo. But as you know, these are transferable skills. So you use it for this event, you can learn to use it for another event, how to position them for success. And some, some basic things that are second nature to me that a lot of authors, new or seasoned, don't know to do. So, and then the night before the expo, there's a meet and greet, an author meet and greet. So they have all this that builds up to the expo. Following the expo, there's a little more promotion. Each author has a page on our website. They have the opportunity to speak in the panel discussions. If they're children's book author, they can go in and talk to the kids. It's just all that culminates together to create this experience for the authors and the book lovers. I love it. Love it. Love it. And I definitely wanted to make sure to give you the opportunity to talk about that because anybody that's, <clears throat> that's an author that's serious about their book, one of the best ways to get a lot of exposures to network, to, mm -hmm. to, have the opportunity to get your book on, you know, now the big thing is level up, right? So get right. your book on a level up trajectory is to be a part of a book expo. Um, and Valerie's is a great one, especially for you guys that are in the Midwest, your Midwest authors, uh, Ohio is right smack dab in the middle right. of the Midwest, right? It's convenient to everything. So thank you so much, Valerie, for being a part of Power of Attorney. You have given our audience a wealth of information if there was one piece of advice that you'd like to share with our audience, what would it be? I would say whether you're trying to write, publish, or market your bestseller, don't go it alone. There's too many intricacies and fine details that can affect the quality of your book and your brand. So I would encourage them to connect with someone who has already done what they hope to do, get themselves a mentor who can position them to overcome the obstacles, avoid the hurdles, navigate around the bad stuff to hit the good stuff, to have quantum leaps towards your success. So I offer mentoring packages as we talked about before, but I think it's important to not try to do this on your own because you can become overwhelmed with all the details and all the information. Even if you Google it and search, you'll get overwhelmed with all the different options and all the things you can do. So connect with someone who has had great success in the book business already you can check them out on Amazon, you know, visit them and see what they've got going on and see if they will be willing to mentor you. Most people who have achieved that level of success that you are shooting for probably don't mentor as a complimentary service, shall we say. But if they have a mentoring package, you should invest in that because it'll definitely make a difference 
in the success of you, your brand, and your book. Awesome. Thank you so much. That is fabulous advice. And I certainly look forward to, uh, to having you back again uh, so we can talk about some of the other great things that we didn't get a chance to hit today. Audience, as you know, listen, thank you so much for being a part of Power of Attorney. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can subscribe on iTunes under uh, Power of Attorney with Latanya Moore, also on Spreaker. And also you can go to our website, www.latanyamore.com and listen to other podcasts and subscribe today. Thank you so much. Get to Old Navy Saturday and Sunday just in time for back to school. Girls and boys polos are three bucks in stores only. Plus, Saturday only jeans are ten bucks for adults, seven bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid eight ten to eight eleven. Limit five polos. Select styles only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn and complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance, which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.